Well, welcome to another live interview. Here's from Strange Loop 2022. I'm here today with Micah. Martin, how are you? Micah. Great, Renzo. Thanks for having me here. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Uh, as a teenager, I was practicing jiu-jitsu and taekwondo, a lot of martial arts. And I did that until I was in my 20s, going to college. And as I was studying software, I realized there were a lot of similarities, at least in the way I looked at it, between software and martial arts. And so I got a job with my dad, Uncle Bob, after college. And I approached learning software the same way I approached learning martial arts. Where I was working with all these masters, like the senseis, the, the, the gurus of, of software, like you know, Ward Cunningham and Kent Beck and my father. And it was a great opportunity for me and I just soaked it all in and I practiced the same way I would practice in martial arts. And at some point, working with an object mentor with my father, I told him, you know, we should, instead of teaching people how to write code, we should actually write code for them. And he said, that's a great idea. Let's start a software development branch. I said, yes, but let me, let me, do, let me run it. Let's do it my way. And he said, well, if you want to do it your way, you should start your own something. And so I quit. And I started a company called Eighth Light. And Eighth Light really symbolizes the martial arts background because the jiu-jitsu I studied was Hakuru Jiu-Jitsu, which means the Eighth Light. It's part of this Japanese philosophy that there's seven lights in the spectrum, but there's also a, a hidden Eighth Light, which is the source of power for all the other lights. And so Eighth Light was an embodiment of my martial arts software disciplines. And we started this apprenticeship program, which was very much based on teaching people the way they, the way martial arts is taught. And that turned out to be very successful. Eighth Light grew to about 100 people before I left in 2015. And then just two years ago, I started Clean Coders Studio. Now, Clean Coders is a company my father and I started back in 2008 or 2009, maybe 2010 even, selling software videos. And then we started a new division, Studio, where we're going to do contract development and consulting in addition to training. And so that's where we are right now. Wow, there's a lot there to decompress, right? There's a, there's a lot of interest in things you've done. Maybe starting from, so the eighth slide was initially like the software development company. That's what the aim or was the, the training, the apprenticeship or what was the main goal of that? The goal was to write code instead of trying to teach companies how to write good code. Because we were trying to change the culture of these companies to do agile software, test and development, and it was very challenging. And I was just like, let's not try to change the companies, let's just write the code for them. Okay. And in growing Eighth Light, we had to hire people to, to expand our team. And I thought we should hire people and train them the same way that I got trained, learning from people who knew what they were doing. I'll admit that when I, I went to college for computer science, and when I started working for my dad coming out of college, I knew nothing. I mean, I could write data structures, because that's what I did in college. I could write simple programs, but when it came to actually developing websites or functional systems, nothing. And it wasn't until working with those experts that I really learned software. And I, I thought, this is how people need to learn. And that was the basis of our apprenticeship program, learning from people who knew software. Since the apprenticeship program is still something that you like, believe in and you're still promoting, can you tell us what is an apprenticeship program? 100%, yes. At Clean Coders Studio, we do the apprenticeship program as well. The only criteria to become an apprentice is that you have to have a passion for software 
and the ability to learn software. If you have those two criteria, then you know, we're open to hiring you as a, an apprentice. And then your job is to learn. So you have a mentor who gives you exercises and you do the exercises and the mentor will give you feedback and have you practice katas. We actually do code katas as well. And your skills will grow and expand until you reach the point where I call it craftsman level, where you get promoted to a craftsman, at which point your apprenticeship is over and you can now work on client projects, real projects. Okay. How do you balance between the work that you need to do for clients and the fact that you have to also train your developers? How do you do that? That's a good question. So the apprentices are now working on a client project, right? So they're on their own studying. The craftsmen who are mentoring apprentices, they do have to take time out of their day to, to help the apprentices. But it's not a lot of time. And very often the apprentices are able to contribute you know, by doing some of the less technical work for clients as well. So there's a balance there and, okay. and it all works out. They learn just wow. by having visibility of, of what you know, seeing craftsmen work on these projects. And so it's good all around. I suppose like in, in your case, the relationship you have with your clients allow you to distribute your time or being flexible about how much time they dedicate to the project, to the client project, compared to the, how much time they dedicate to the apprenticeship program. If the client requires you to be in a meeting sometime in the day and you have to be there, I guess, yeah. and you cannot do the craftsman part. Right. Fine. Okay. Well, it's good that you managed to find that sort of equilibrium. So, this is also something that you're doing with Clean Quarters as well, like the apprenticeship program? It's the studio way. Absolutely, yeah. It's the best way to build teams, in my experience. Not only ensures that everyone who joins a team has all the skills that they need, but there's a culture that they pick up as apprentices, which allows them to seamlessly fit in with the team. Like they know the style of development that we all do, and so there's no there's still arguments and bumping heads sometimes, but we're all practicing the same style of software. And so, it, you know, you can imagine a bunch of Kung Fu guys all practicing together in uniformity. And that's how I feel like we are as we're developing software. We're all working together. Okay. So what are the kind of projects that you are working on at the moment with the studio or you will work in the future? What kind of projects? Do you prefer, do you, there's a preference or you just like accept any kind of projects? Yeah, we're open. Like we do a lot of web apps, a lot of mobile apps, which I think a lot of consulting companies work on. But we also do training. Some companies just want advice on how to write better code. And so we'll help companies with their architecture, with their process, and to train their developers as well. How large are the companies at the moment? Some are brand new startups that have no employees and some have hundreds of employees. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the studio. How big is the studio? Yeah, yeah we're eight people at the moment. Still just ramping up, just okay. getting started. And are you hiring? Are you trying to expand? Yes, definitely. We are. We're looking for apprentices right now at the moment. Okay, cool. That's good to know. Put on record. So I believe, what is then the relationship? So are you dividing your time between the studio and the clean quarters part? Is the clean quarters or something that requires your time or the time of your developers. Maybe we should also introduce what, what is exactly Clean Coders doing? Yeah, so Clean Coders, we sell training videos online. So a lot of these are Uncle Bob making videos of the content that he writes books about. And he has a lot of character to it. So we sell those videos in addition to some other authors. Running Clean Coders doesn't take a lot of time. 
It was running for years when my father and I would hardly do anything. We have Ted who ran the whole company for us. And the only major effort was the software, which we had contractors to do. Funny story, actually. After I left Eighth Light, I wasn't writing code for several years until Ted came to me and said, I have trouble with contractors. Like, the code's not working like it used to. And then I looked at the code. It was terrible. It was a mess. So I kind of rolled up my sleeves and started rewriting ThinCoders, or refactoring, improving the code, adding tests to it. And I fell in love again. I was like, this is what I need to be doing. I need to be writing code because that is, there's a fire in me that just wants to keep doing that. And that was my impetus to actually redo well, the software uh, contract development and start ThinkCoders Studio. So beside the ThinkCoders and the studio, do you still find the time for personal projects, side projects that you like and you enjoy? Because I remember presentations some time in the past where you're presenting something that you created. Unfortunately, I don't remember what it was, but it was definitely a side project that had yeah. nothing to do with your like, normal job. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, then you can mention it. There were, I, had, I started so many open source projects. The ones that you might have heard of are like fitness, the acceptance testing framework. Wow, okay. Then there was a, I had this dream of, it's called Limelight, which was going to be like web browsers, but better. But then web browsers just got better and I stopped working on that. And then there's Speckle, which is a testing framework for Flozier, which we still use today. So maybe it was one of those that I Yeah, about. yeah, it could be Limelight, the one yeah. I remember. Okay. I also remember Speckle. Uh-huh. And I forgot to mention fitness. That is like a working tool for many testing, like many testing team, right? Yeah. Still very, very well used. It still is. Oh yeah. I haven't touched it really for about a decade, but people still use it. Still, yeah. I, mean, I remember like using fitness like, cool. to create tests at the time. Yeah. Long time and nobody's mentioned that to me, but like, good to remember <laughs> <laughs> that there was also that time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is there anything else that we forgot to mention that we should instead? Let's see what else is going on. I mean, besides coding at Click Coders, the biggest part of my time is spent on karate, believe it or not. My son started taking karate two years ago, and then my wife joined, and I couldn't let them do karate without me. So then I started doing karate too. So I started back at the white belt, and we're just going up the ranks, and it's a lot of fun. Especially doing the black belts. No, I started white belt. Oh, white belt. Okay. So it's not taking a lot of time. Yeah, pretty much every night we're either practicing karate or going to karate class. It's, okay. It's like software is a way of life. Karate is a way of life too. So it's, the two are blending once again. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. I think. Okay. Thanks for coming and having a chat with me and chatting about all the nice things that you're doing. And uh, I'm not going to say enjoy the rest of the conference because People are just People are packing uh, up. folding up and unfortunately 2022 is about to fold and we're going to see for 2023, I guess. Another great conference. Yeah. Yeah. Very likely. All right. Thank you, Enzo. Thank you.